Welcome to another edition of the Powers on Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Powers, down here in Tampa, Florida. A nice sweltering hot day down here in, in fine Tampa. Michael Banks, welcome to the podcast again uh, for another another episode. How are things up in Birmingham? Not bad, Jason. A little cooler up here, actually. We are in the low 50s today, so it was nice uh, after nice. our... After our deluge last night, so the 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 scare, the 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 typical springtime scare in Alabama, huh, with the tornadoes and yeah, all that's that kind of good stuff. That's what they said. It never really got too bad. Just a lot of thunder and, of course, a heavy heavy rain. So of course the uh, the uh, car wash uh, rain, as I like to call it, where it sounds like you're in a car wash, and uh, that that of course brings leaking into the house. So always. <laughs> Clean that up at eleven o'clock at night. Well, uh, work, on a work night, of course, you know. All right. So, first off, we we'll have to. I know a uh, a guy near and dear to our heart, Mister Tavares Jackson, had a had a had a uh, tragic car accident. Was passed away. The former quarterback for the Seahawks and uh, the who else did he play for? The Bills and the Vikings. The Vikings, that's right. The Vikings, he played for the Vikings first, I think, and then he went to the yeah. Seahawks. And then the Bills, he's a uh, local of, of Montgomery, Alabama. When, so, um, went to yeah, Alabama we, State and had, yeah. a good, had, a good, had a good career, man. You got, I mean, guy for that kind of type of small school, hung around for 10 years and played a little bit and uh, seemed to be a pretty good teammate from all the reports, from all the, you know, well wishes and all that today you heard, so. I don't know. I, did they say what happened? I mean, I mean, it was a one car accident. So I mean, you hope he, uh, alcohol. You hope alcohol wasn't involved or something like that. I don't know uh, if it was, if that. I just know he, his car struck a tree near uh, near Montgomery and right later died at the hospital. But what a Super and, Bowl ring! Yeah, it may have been, you know, and unfortunately, it might have been something. Maybe it had to do with the rain last night. Who knows? You know, the, right. the weather down there. Um, you know, yeah. one car, he was the quarterback's coach at uh, Tennessee State. Uh, he was only th- he, he to me he seemed like he was older than he he's only 36. 36 i would have thought he'd have, i thought he would have been probably 40 plus but no just 36 and uh terrible bad news it's already so for all you Tavares jackson fans i know my man shabazz <laughs> he was a uh yeah i don't know if he knew him or but he went to in the same high school he went to or something down there in montgomery so it was right about the same age too so he's probably pretty close in age um so Shabazz, our, our my buddy Shabazz from up in Birmingham, thinking about old uh, Tavares today. So, okay, so what we're going to do tonight on the episode is we are going to do an AFC kind of each an AFC AFC team preview and recap of the uh, 2019 season, and we're also going to do a kind of free agent acquisitions and losses that they've each team's gone through so far, and kind of preview their draft. The draft is next week. Um, been announced it's all going to be obviously all virtual your boy Raj is going to be uh <laughs> announcing the picks from his basement in the man cave in the in the mansion of the man cave of uh of, of Raj and the commish live from down under <laughs> yes that's right so he'll be announcing all the first round picks uh from the from the basement if you haven't read it uh, I would encourage you to read it there's a good article if you want to read kind of a lot of the tidbits behind what's going to happen in the draft next week Peter King does a uh, foot, football morning in America article uh, online every week, and he, he I read it today, and he did a great. It was a pretty cool uh, kind of synopsis of what was going to happen. 
you know, from logistically from the NFL and, you know, teams communicating and all these different separate lines and video conferencing and how, how a lot of these teams are going to handle having to communicate amongst their staff and all that kind of stuff. So if you, if you got a minute, 10 minutes, go, go Google Peter King's football morning in America article. It's a good article. And it gave a lot of good tidbits about what some teams were thinking as far as draft picks and who they like and, you know, just different, those kind of things. So if you like reading up all that on, on the speculation and all that, uh, after you, of course, listen to this, the breakdown. Remember, we've already done the NFC. We've already done an NFC breakdown. That that's our, that was released a couple days ago. So check out the the, the podcast for the, for the NFC breakdown. You can, you can find the podcast. Uh, obviously, you're already listening to it. So tell your friends about our podcast. You can find it on Apple. Uh, you can find it on Google. You can find it on Stitcher. Uh, and, and all that good stuff. So Pandora, all that, all, all your, all your platforms. I think that we should be, we should be there somewhere. So, all right, Mike, good job with the NFC. I think we had, uh, we had some good discussion, some good stuff. So we're going to get into the AFC and we're going to start out first in the AFC East. We're going to start off with the New York jets, Adam Gase and company seven and nine in 2019. They have the 11th pick in the draft, kind of an up and down year last year with Sam Darnold having his, he had, I guess he had mononucleosis early in the year, missed four or five weeks. So they had kind of a choppy start to the Adam Gase era in New York. They, uh, you know, ended up seven and nine, which is, which pretty good finish once Darnold got back and he was healthy and all that. Um, still lots of questions about Adam Gase as a head coach. Yes, with with the looks and the and the yes looks of bewilderment and all that kind of good stuff and just the and all that stuff. Um, just a couple the fact of, that Ryan Tannehill has excelled since getting out from under Adam Gase <laughs> is, I mean, seriously that 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 says it all right there. Well, here's what I would say: He wasn't Tannehill wasn't terrible with Adam Gase. If you actually look at no. their their records together, they actually had a pretty decent winning percentage when Tannehill played. Um, he but wasn't. He, was, he he wasn't he was, terrible with him. But he was brought in as a backup because he wasn't performing up to the level that they wanted out of him. And he was so, making a ton of money too, and yeah. all that stuff. And, and I mean, I just I'm not a big Adam Gase fan. I I don't see Darnold or the team going anywhere as long as he is in charge. There. Yeah, it's amazing. Adam Gase had his kind of one year, one or two year run with Peyton Manning in Denver. And all of a sudden, Manning endorsed. I mean, really, Manning endorsed him, and he became. I mean, he became the boy wonder. Went to Miami, and I think I think Manning was involved on the kind of the backside of things of him getting the job in New York because the Jets were trying to behind the scenes hire Peyton Manning to be the football operations guy in New York for the Jets, but he didn't want to do it yet. So I think, and he, I think, I think he he had some he had some pull in Gase getting that job in New York with the Jets. So, yeah, um, couple free agent acquisitions. Uh, they weren't overly active but they they you know they 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 uh, signed Rashad Perriman which is from my Tampa Bay lore and love he had a de- pretty decent year with the with the Bucks late in the year he was the third receiver down here they signed Perriman they signed George Fant the offensive lineman from the Seahawks their big uh your boy Sticks Anderson <laughs> went, went 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 bye-bye to uh Carolina was kind of their big loss they really the other guys not, not much not much else on the loss uh notable losses as far as free agency goes um your thoughts new york jets well like you like we said i mean uh, what what are they going to do is perriman going to be the guy i don't know if he is 
that type of receiver where he can be the you know the guy without you know he he was the third receiver with Tampa obviously Evans and was hurt uh, Godwin got hurt you know but he still can he carry a team on his own I, I don't, don't think know. he's a two, he's a two at best two at best I mean he was drafted as a first round pick in Baltimore so I don't know if he's the answer there their offensive line has been a sieve lately Le'Veon Bell was huge signing last year did absolutely nothing obviously leading to the Vipers downfall in T-Town. Uh, but, you know, their defense was was decent. But um, there's, offensive, there's, line, offensive line was really bad last year. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. So I think you got it. They got to go offensive line, uh, address that. And, I mean, but there's questions all over this, all over the, the board for this team. And, and the, yep. the biggest question really to me is, is – is it all offensive line or is Le'Veon Bell just not the same back he was because he did not, I mean, he did nothing, absolutely nothing. Granted the line was bad, but he didn't do much more to help. So, right. I mean, this is going to be a pivotal year for Gase and, and Darnold. I mean, I think Darnold played up pretty decent when he came back. So I don't think that's, I think, you know, I think they still believe in Darnold. Um, you know, like you said, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with uh, the offensive line. And obviously, it's going to be to see if if Le'Veon Bell really wants to play or if he just wanted to get paid. Right. Um, you know, there's lots of talk that Gase. Here's the big thing: Gase. The, all the speculations that Gase didn't want Le- Le'Veon Bell at the right. at the old GM signed him. Remember, they they fired the the new GM and got there real late after all the free agency and off to the draft and all that stuff. Is when the that's when they fired McCagnan, the old GM, mm-hmm. and brought in the guy from Philadelphia, Joe Douglas. So. Um, don't be surprised if if if, if Le'Veon Bell were to be made of. I mean, I'm sure if they would t- make a trade in a heartbeat if somebody wanted them. Don't that's be surprised. You know, you never know. At the the day point. of the draft could be a time when somebody says, "Hey, I'll take Le'Veon Bell. Here's a fifth round draft pick, something like that." Um, I know there was lots of interest in Tampa potentially with Le'Veon Bell. So, I, you know, his price tag is probably a little too much for most people. So, if they did trade him, he they'd probably have to renegotiate his deal a little bit but don't be that could be a name to be on the lookout for on draft day on a potential trade of of some sort when it comes to a third fourth fifth round draft pick something like that for Le'Veon Bell so they draft in a they're drafting 11th um to me like you said offensive line there's going to be you know four or five good linemen available in the first round a lot of people have wide receiver going to the Jets they could they need some more skill players um Judy Jerry your boy Jerry Judy's in the mix there C.D. Lamb could be in the mix there. I mean, they need a game – not a game-breaker, but they need a top-flight wide receiver to go along with Perriman. Um, I'm trying to think who their tight end was. They had a guy that, that played a little bit last year late. Uh, um, uh, and, uh, Chris Anderson? Uh, nah, no. Yeah, something. something but they had, a, they had a decent tight end. I mean, it wasn't great, yeah. but, you know, but they need some weapons for for Darnold. Like I said, the defense was pretty decent. Um, you know, I, I, offensive line or wide receiver is definitely going to be the play here if you're the Jets. Um, and you got to get a, and if you're the Jets, you got to get a, you got to get a, a star kind of guy. I mean, a, a New York City kind of guy that, that the guy can be a, a impact player, kind of like Beckham was with the Giants. If you go wide receiver, um, so but uh, I would say I'm I'm gonna, again I'm gonna I'm gonna go Jerry Judy there. I think Judy's a kind of guy that uh, would, would would fit in well. Again, often it's easier to find offensive line guys maybe in the second, third, in third, fourth round. Again, this year is a big draft for wide receivers, so you could probably find a good receiver in the second or third round. But I think if you have to, a first-round draft pick wide receiver would be a good spot for me if I'm the Jets. 
Chris Herndon is the tight end. Yeah, that's right, Herndon. Who he, he did he did some decent things when he, when he was healthy and played. Um, and not suspended. And not suspended. That's right. Okay, let's go to the Buffalo Bills, the up and coming Bills. the The doors open. Everybody says the doors wide open for them now with Brady gone. The Joke Buffalo City. Bills ten and six, twenty nineteen, led by Sean McDermott. Um. Very close. They blew. They 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 took the gas pipe in Houston after blowing a huge lead in Houston in the wild card game. How they how Houston came back to win that game, I do not know. I you know <laughs> I think they were what nineteen nothing something like that. Yeah, it was it was a it was choke city. I mean I mean just a full meltdown. I mean excellent defense in Buffalo. You know uh, Josh Allen took another step last year, played better. Is he is he there yet? No, but he's but to give him credit, he's playing better. They got a bunch of ragtag guys at wide receiver, not, not no impact, no, a lot of twos and threes at wide receiver. Um, decent tight end, uh, good running back situation. I think they found one in Singletary. Um, probably need another guy there to help, you know, help the lo- share the load with him. A little bigger guy. They had you know Frank Gore and, and but. Um, Singletary is definitely going to be their their number one guy. It looks like moving forward, they got the fifty fourth pick in the draft this year. They don't have a first round pick. They traded they traded uh, that away for Stephon Diggs. So we'll see how uh, how Steffi uh, takes to the Buffalo winters, the yeah. outdoor playing outdoors in Buffalo and all that. But he's definitely the kind of guy they need a speedster, legit number one guy on the outside. They give up four picks for him, like a one, a three, a five, and a six or something like that. Um, and they also acquired uh, Mario Addison, the defensive lineman from Carolina, who's a pretty good player to fortify that defense. They did lose Shaq Lawson, who was kind of their big free agency loss. Um, but again, Buffalo's definitely a team on the rise. You know, you, uh, Day Bowl's calling the plays up there. To me, it's just a matter of can can Josh Allen be more accurate? Um, you know, Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo. Are they good enough, Mike, to win that AFC East this year, or is it still – I don't see why not. I mean, who? It, I think it all depends on who the Patriots roll out a quarterback. I mean, if we're if we're starting the Jared Stidham era, I, I don't I don't see how Buffalo doesn't win the division. The the Jets and the Dol- the Dolphins are taking better steps. They're they're much closer than they were a year ago at this time, but they're still not going to be there. Uh, but the Jets aren't going to win that division, so it's going to be to me between the Bills and the Patriots, and I think the Bills have most of the pieces. They did lose a little on defense and, you know, Addison is a good pickup, but he is 32. So, you know, got a little longer. Than I, think, two, I think Addison has some Alabama ties. I think he either uh, went to, I think he uh, either went to college and maybe college there or high school there. He, I'm pretty positive. Right. Addison has some Alabama ties, not maybe not university, a Alabama school. He, I think he either went somewhere in Alabama or he grew up in Alabama. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Cause I actually know a girl who might, might've dated him. <laughs> He went to Troy. Okay, yeah, I knew he did. Yeah, so I knew. Yeah, so yeah, the, uh, but yeah, I think I think it's their division. I, I really do. I, I, the Patriots. I mean, not only did they lose Brady, but they they lost Van Noy. They've lost uh, guys all over the defense. I mean, and they haven't really signed anybody. And I, I just I just don't I just don't see how the how the Patriots can can do it. I mean, we'll find out. Belichick's it will be coach, but we're going to find out how good of a coach he really is now. It will be interesting to see how the Bills play play with expectations. Right, exactly. Um, they haven't had expectations in a long, long time. You know, obviously Josh Allen's still a young guy. 
So it'd be very interesting how they play, you know, with expectations. You're going to have Diggs, who's going to be crying, who's going to be, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's going to be, he's, he's going to want his touches. There's no doubt about it. He's going to want the ball. He was kind of a outspoken guy in Minnesota last year against Kirk Cousins. And to me, Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Allen, especially from an accuracy perspective. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that dynamic goes. You don't have, uh, you don't have, you're not going to have any OTAs and all that for Allen and Diggs to kind of be on the same page, you know, as far as chemistry and all that. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes early in the year for Buffalo, especially. So, but well, Buffalo drafts and they'll have virtual OTAs. Yes, yes, virtual starts next week. I heard, I heard yeah, today, so they, I note that they, they can, can start virtual <laughs> FaceTime. That's right. That's right. On Madden, they can throw the out, the, the, the poster out on Madden. Yeah, there you go. All right, so Buffalo, no first-round pick because they, they got digs. Again, a team on the rise. A team will be in the mix. I think definitely be a team now that they've expanded the playoffs to seven teams. The Buffalo should definitely be, at worst, a wild-card team, I would think. Yeah. Um, and, again, I think, uh, again, how how fast Josh Allen continues to, to progress will will dictate their fate most likely. He's, McDermott always has a good defense. Um, he's always does a great job coaching defense. Something real quick, just real quick on Buffalo, talking about playing with the expectations. People might think, oh, could this be like the Browns, where the Browns had the expectation? This team is not led by the same – Sean McDermott's a no-nonsense kind of guy. It, it, that that kind of talk like the Browns had last year, that's not going to get in, in the building right. like, the way that it did last year So for the Browns. So I think the Bills were, are much better prepared from a leadership standpoint to handle that kind of – expectation and playing with that especially with the bills mafia no more choke slams on the table <laughs> we're not we've kind of outlawed that we've tried to outlaw that in buffalo no more power bombs into the into the into the wooden tables and all that stuff in the in the uh in the pregame out in uh rich stadium in the parking lot so <laughs> hopefully the mafia can stay under control all right let's go to uh let's go to miami next this is the team that probably has will control this draft if they want to. This is the team that's been piling up draft picks for a couple years now. This is the team that's going to make this could be the the draft that kind of makes or breaks this franchise for the next 5 or 6 7 years because like you said they've been they we they've been stockpiling these picks. They've been kind of selling off pieces. They've been selling off their good players and peddling their good guys. They're five and eleven. Brian Flores in year two. Um, they've got the fifth, the eighteenth, and the twenty-sixth pick in the first round. They've got a couple more picks in the second round. I mean, they got like six or seven draft picks in the first three rounds. So they are a team that they can pretty much do whatever they want to do as far as moving up and down the board. Um, you know, some big free agency moves this year. They really, they've really spent a bunch of money. They went and got Byron Jones from the Cowboys, the DB. They went and got your boy Kyle Van Noy from the Patriots. You know, remember, remember Flores is a Patriot, is a you know, is a Patriot guy, Belichick disciple. So he's bringing a little of that experience and a little bit of that culture in Van Noy, and he's your ex Lion too. Your Lions drafted him yeah. early on out of BYU. They went and got UAB's finest, Jordan Howard, at running back. So he's going to be at running back. He's going to be alongside uh, who's the other guy down there in Miami? They've got. Uh, not they don't have Kenyon, but dang it, dang it. I'll think of it in a second. But Jordan Howard kind of to solidify the running back, kind of the power back down there in Miami. They really didn't have any substantial losses. I mean, as far as big name losses. They um, got Shaq Lawson, too, they added. Lawson, yeah, they got Lawson from Buffalo. So that's, you know, 
but Lawson was kind of an underachiever a little bit in Buffalo. He he's not really blossomed yet, but a serviceable player. But he but he's not to me he's not an impact player for him. What Miami needs they need what? Kalen Balage was the running back. Balage, that's right. They yep, they they liked Balage as kind of the speedster and scat back kind of guy. And Howard will come in and be his be the thumper between the tackles kind of guy, goal line kind of guy. But Miami needs offensive weapons. Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic Mania. Uh, ruined the hopes of the Patriots for home field for having a home game last year as far as being a, having a bye week with that tremendous drive late, last drive of the game in Foxborough. Changed the it, course of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Gave Kansas City the home field advantage, You know, knocked New England out of a, a bye week, which caused them to have to play Tennessee, and we all know what happened there. But Fitz, Fitz Magic's the perfect guy to be there. They're going to draft a quarterback. I mean, unless something crazy happens, they're going to draft a quarterback, whether it's at five, whether they move up to possibly two or three. Um, they're going to draft a quarterback. It's just a matter of is it, is it going to be two? Is it going to be Herbert? Um, again, speculation about some people in the organization like Herbert more than Tua. Some people in the organization, there's been talk of, of, of making an unbelievable offer to try to move up to the number one pick to get Burrow. There's been talk of offering all three number ones this year plus the number one next year to go up to number one to get Burrow. So too much. your thoughts, Miami? Well, that if, that, if they did that, I think they would be as foolish as the Bears for getting to going up to move for Trubisky. Uh, that's too much to give up, in my opinion. But I agree with you. The It's unbelievable how many picks they have been stockpiling. Then they, they make these free agency moves with Jones, Van Noy, all those guys. Um, like you said, they're, they're in great position right now. Uh, Devontae Parker finally has come to play. It looks like a legit receiver yep. down there. But they do need some help alongside, you know, alongside. Gasicki played really well the last five, six yep. games at tight end. Yep. So yeah, they're 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 set. I I, I don't I don't think that it's worth uh, giving up all that that you all that draft capital for one guy that you know. Let's face it. Up until this past year, when he gets this great offensive mind behind him, was not that great. He just wasn't that great of a quarterback. I I, I would not give up my whole franchise. No, and I don't think Cincinnati's going to yeah. do that either. I think Cincinnati's going to take Burrow. Uh, remember Miami got uh, the 18th pick from Pittsburgh for Minka Fitzpatrick, and then they got yeah. the 26th pick from Houston for Tunsil. So yeah. that's why they got the three number ones this year. Um, and again, those are good picks from Miami or good trades from Miami and good, and good trades for the other teams. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't blame either team for making that trade for what, who they got. Patrick right. um, was a great player for Pittsburgh last year. Yep. Great. And Tunsil's Tunsil's a, a legit left tackle for, for Houston. It's something they needed. Um, the question for Miami is, are, are, are you going to sit at five and hope Tua falls to you, or are you going to p- potentially move up to two or three to guarantee if, if two is the guy you want? Because if you want two, you're going to, I think you're going to have to move. I, I think somebody's going to trade up in front of Miami if they stay yes. at five for Tua. I agree. And I think that, you know, we talked about it on the NFC show. The Lions can make a move for Tua sitting at three right now, anyways, because. They can right. trade Stafford and, and and say let's let's start our let's start over here. Now the right. remember we we talked about can you know can Quinn and Patricia do that afford to do that knowing this is probably their last year maybe the not hot, yeah on the hot seat right well you, but, here's what you'll know like we talked about if they trade Stafford you know you know Quinn and Patricia have been told by ownership they're going to be around a couple more years. That's true. They're not going to trade. They're not going to trade Stafford unless they're giving those assurances that they're going to be around two or three more years. 
if you draft two or if you draft Herbert, you know, if 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 they trade if they trade Stafford, they're drafting Tua. Um, there's exactly. no to me, there's no doubt about that. And you know, you, and hell, there's even been talk they might draft Tua anyway and have Tua take a redshirt year basically and trade Stafford next year. Yeah, you know, so there's you know, it, it would not shock me. But if you're Miami and you want Tua. You got to get to me. You got to get to three. He's not uh, falling to five. I don't. I, I agree with you. Whether the Lions take him or somebody offers the Redskins a bunch or of the Giants capital, or the Giants or the at Giants. Four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because those teams, you know, the Giants don't need a quarterback. The Redskins. Yep. The teams and the teams not. in the quarterback business are my are Miami, the Chargers, potentially the Raiders, and the Raiders got some ammunition with a couple of first round picks. I mean. There's going to be there's there's a couple of options that they could if if Miami's not careful again if they want Herbert they can get Herbert at five but pro, they'll be able to get Herbert but if they really want Tua to me they're going to have to go they're going to have to package one of those other number one picks probably the eight they're probably going to have to trade the fifth and the eighteenth pick to go from five to three I would think to get to to, to Detroit yeah. um, and if I'm Detroit I do that I mean if, if you're not taking a if you're not taking a quarterback at three if you're Detroit. I would take five and eighteen and move down two spots, and you probably can still get the same guy. You could probably still get the same DB if you want that DB out of Ohio State. You probably can get him at, at five as well. Yeah. Um. So, um. Very. But Miami has all the control of this draft as far as moving up and down, and they can they can pretty much go anywhere they want on the draft board with all the capital and ammunition they have. So it'd be very interesting to see what Miami does, and and again. Miami needs a star. To me, if two is healthy, he's a potential star. He's got some, he's got some international flavor. Being he's from Hawaii, and obviously Miami is such an eclectic uh, uh, environment down there with with the with the with the with the uh, residents that live down there in that area. So well, they need a big player at quarterback. I mean, they've not had a big quarterback in in twenty five years since Marino I, left, basically. And let me just say, I, I mean, just real quick, I can speak on that as an Alabama fan. Tua transcends the sport almost he's he's one of these rare talents that's come along that's got the personality and he's just got the likability factor that you just you root for the guy yeah buddy buddy's buddy but unfortunately he's 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 had some injury issues and that's right and and in that and in that business availability is as important as production to some degree for for some guys and you know granted (laughs) the, the injury he had you know was a freak injury you don't you don't see that very often but it, it did happen so yeah uh, but yeah and, and it probably happened because he won't get rid of the ball he wouldn't you know but but uh yeah, yeah i mean I saban it, was on saban was on saban was on uh get up this morning or first one of the, either get up or for i get up and they were t- no he was on espn just espn sports center with hannah storm and he was talking about yeah two has got to throw the ball away that was that was the, the impediment that's what caused the all three of the injuries was he was just trying to extend yeah. plays when there yep. wasn't nothing there to extend, and, and at that, when you go to the pro level, you, he doesn't have the athleticism as, of Lamar Jackson. He doesn't have the, he's not Russell Wilson as far as running around. In my opinion, you got to throw the. When you get to that, when you when he's going to get to that level, he's got to throw the ball away. Yeah, definitely, and 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 it could have changed his whole college career and the course of college football had he had he learned yep. to throw it away. So. Yep, yep. And I think at 18 and 26, I think you're going to see Miami look being the wide receiver business, one of those two picks. And I think you'll see in the other with the other pick in the first round, depending on what they do or don't do, I think you'll see them maybe look to go DB um, with maybe the 26 pick because, you know, Flores is a defensive guy. They still need they're, – they're not great on – they were not good on great on defense by any means. You still need another guy. You got a, you got a good cornerback tandem with Jones and Xavier Howard. 
but maybe if a, if, a, if a linebacker falls to him at 26, maybe even one of the offensive linemen fall to him at 26, you take that. But uh, you, need, you need some more weapons for uh, whoever the quarterback's going to be uh, other than Devontae, you know, Devontae Parker. So, again, Miami's going to be – be look for Miami because they're going to have all the, the – the, they're going to dictate a lot of things that happen this, in this draft. All right, let's roll up to Foxborough. Your boy Belly had his had his little pre-draft conference today with the media. Asked about the Brady, you know, Brady situation. Well, we're moving on. You know, I can't help with, you know, we're, we're looking to this year. <laughs> Just as typical, typical maniacal. Uh, we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati type of answer, man. It's just unbelievable how he keeps, how he can keep in character like that every single time he talks, but he does, man. Um, Patriots 12 and four, got the 23rd pick in the draft. They have the second most draft picks uh, in this draft, though though their first pick is until 23. They got a lot of mid-round picks, three, four, and five fifth-round picks. Um, not a lot of activity on the free agency front. Obviously, the huge move was Brady leaving. Uh, Van Noy left. Jamie Collins left. Goskowski got cut. So there's going to be a lot of lot of ch- lot of lot of shaving of the old guy, the old guard in, in Foxborough. I think I think. Uh, Belichick's looking this year as potentially a retooling year. I won't say rebuilding, but a retooling year. Um, they keep Devin McCourty, Joe Thune's their their franchise tag offensive lineman. You know, for New England, the question is, what are they what are they going to do at quarterback? Are they going to are they going to go with Stidham, or are they going to be? There's been some talk that the, that New England could be a secret player in the quarterback world and potentially could trade for maybe a. Matt Stafford or something like or package a bunch of these picks together to try to move up in the top 10 to take one of these quarterbacks. What do you think, my what do you think uh Belly's thinking up in Foxborough? Uh, I, <laughs> that's a good question because I don't know if anybody knows what he's thinking, but I don't see how you roll with Stidham. I, I, I just I, I can't imagine you turning the the keys over to, to a guy as unproven as he is, even even really in college. I mean so I, I, my my personal opinion, one, I'm glad that I went and saw the Patriots and Brady. Is this your Auburn? Washington. Is this your Auburn hate coming out, man? No, I mean, seriously, <laughs> what has he done? I mean, show me what he's done that 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 proves that he can be. Well, you know, I mean, Tom Brady. Tom Brady never did it either. I mean, a lot yeah, of these guys. Tom Brady, Tom Brady was Tom Brady was a winner. He won 20 games in college. He, my gosh, he beat Alabama in the Orange Bowl in the in his last game. They were in the Orange Bowl for crying out loud. It's not like he was playing them into the you know the Idaho potato bowl or something. I, I just, it's not really, it's not the Auburn thing. I just, I don't know if that guy is the guy. Does he show you, does he, does, when does he go? Yeah, this guy is the one that's going to be able to lead us. Not only that, Tom Brady wasn't handed the keys to start a season. He came in, he had, he had time to kind of acclimate himself in. And then when Bledsoe got hurt, he was already, he was ready by that point. Here are two, here are two names to be aware of. And I think this, these are definitely possibilities post-draft one scam Newton and one Jameis Winston are potential guys to be just to keep it, keep an eye on when it comes to new England. I think new England's trying to wait, wait these guys out as far as from a, from a dollar's perspective, they're new England's not paying a guy $15 million to come play quarterback. They're not going to do that. So I think what they're, what would, you could very easily see after the draft, depending on what they do in the draft, if they don't draft a quarterback, don't be surprised if they bring in Cam Newton on a one-year contract, seven or eight million bucks, yeah. or make it, or make a, or make a, or make go t- take a flyer on Jameis Winston for a year at you know five or six million bucks because 
with that offensive, with that staff, with that you know mentality up there, they can do a lot of things. And to me, Cam Newton is the guy that's more interesting for New England because remember, who was the guy that drafted Tim Tebow in Denver? One Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. And that type of Cam Newton is that kind of guy that's mobile and can move and quarterback runs and some of that kind of stuff. That that's what Cam's uh, made a living on. So don't to me. Cam Newton is the guy to be be on the lookout for up in New England post draft, and it, and if that's what they do, I mean you're you're talking about a whole different team. I mean as as many as you know many problems as he had in Carolina towards the last, in the last couple of years, it just wasn't very good. Um, Guess what? You don't have to have when you got Cam Newton. You don't have to have elite wide receivers. Right. You can run the ball a lot. You got Sony. You got plenty of running backs. Yep. You got lots of running backs. You got, you know, I think they're going to definitely fortify the tight end position in the draft. That's definitely a must get somebody yep. at tight end. They had the worst tight end tight end group in the league last year, post Gronk. So um, if you, if they do, you know, make a move, even if they don't make a move, tight end still going to be somebody they're going to, you're going to see a tight end, a, a first or second round tight end, in my opinion, coming out, yeah. coming, to New, coming to New England. Yeah. I think that the quarterback is, is the, is the pivot move there. Like you said, if they go QB, uh, or if they don't go QB, that that could could kind of swing everything. So that's the question there in New England. That that's always yep. going to be the question now, until until somebody can even, you know, start win a playoff game after Brady. That is going to be the question at all sure. at all times. And so. they're going to be and they're going to be in the mix with their defense. Their defense is going to be good enough. He's going to piece it together on defense and. He'll piece it together enough on offense. I mean, you know, to me, they need some offensive line help as well. I mean, their offensive line wasn't great last year by any means. Um, so don't don't be surprised if you know if they if they do decide to trade up, they might trade up for one of these linemen, one of these big linemen that are, that are highly rated from twenty three. But you know, um, it'll be again interesting draft for the Patriots. They got a, they got a ton of picks. They uh, you're, they got like twelve picks. So the odds of them drafting twelve players is pretty slim. So they're probably going to package you know, some of these mid-round picks to move up in a round or two to, to get a guy they really like. So just be on the lookout there. And they're going to be in the mix again. It's like, To me, it's them in Buffalo. I think Miami will be improved depending on who, what they do at quarterback. But um, it's still a two-horse. It's still it's still New England's division to lose. Um, Buffalo's got to until, – until they get beat, until they get slayed, they're still the giant. They're still the Giants of the, of the AFC East. So, uh, First time in 23 years that they're going to be in the mix – to, for a quarterback in the first round, and I don't, and I don't think they're going to take a quarterback in the first round. But no, um, but again, you never, you, you never, you never know. There was some talk. Again, remember, Belichick is super tight with Saban. God forbid something happened and Tua fell. You know, I don't think he, this is going to happen. But let's say Tua fell to the seventh or eighth pick or tenth pick in the draft. You never know that Belichick could could trade up to trade a boatload up to go get him type thing with his relationship with Saban. But who knows? So, uh, yeah. but yeah, very interesting, very interesting uh, draft coming up for for one the hoodie. So, <laughs> yes. All right, let's go AFC South. Jacksonville six and ten. They keep uh, they keep Maroney and, and company at the helm, which is a little surprising. Coughlin got asked for his keys. You know, <laughs> the players were they're pretty much revolting, and the agents were revolting with Coughlin. So he pretty much got run out of there in, in late in the year. They got two first-round picks this year at nine and twenty. The twentieth pick comes from the Rams for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, so again, uh, their big moves, kind of the two big things they decided to do. They traded Nick Foles, so they pretty much are a lot. You know, they 
you know, I would say they're not giving the job to, to Minshew, uh, but they're definitely uh, they they shedded themselves of the Foles bad contract. So I give them credit for that. Trade him to Chicago. They they traded Calais Campbell, traded AJ Bouye, and your boy Darius Marcel got got uh, is a, is a free agent, and he, I don't think he'll be coming back. Two big two big acquisitions. They got a good tight end in Eifert from the Bengals, even though he can't ever stay healthy. It seems like. And they got a really good player that, that's kind of an underrated guy, Schobert from the uh, yeah, Schobert, linebacker, yeah. linebacker for the Browns, who's a really good player. And they paid a bunch of money for him, so uh, he's a really good player. Their defense is still pretty good. I mean, they've got good players, on, and not as many, but they've typically been pretty decent on defense, even though they did gut the defense this offseason, so Schobert will help. What do you see uh, coming out of Jacksonville? Uh, what do you think quarterback-wise, what do you think they're, they're thinking in Jacksonville with, with the new Jay Gruden offense? <laughs> As the OC down there now, well, I mean they, you know, Minshew wasn't terrible last year. They really seem to like him. He's kind of a cult hero. Um, so I, you know, they they still have Fournette, which you know is still going to give you a good running running game. Um, I think that they're willing to roll and, and see what roll the dice with Minshew, see what see what he can bring. They're not going to get a quarterback that's probably going to be much better than him in the draft. So roll with him at quarterback. No, I mean. I, Prove the defense. Yeah, I think they're going to bring in somebody with some. Ex- they're gonna, I think they're going to bring in somebody with some experience to to to, to push Minshew. Um, now, now Minshew's limited offensively, um, you know, physically and you know, as far as arm strength and that kind of stuff. But he but he did a good. He got to give the guy credit. He did a pretty damn good job, given the circumstances last year. You remember remember Foles went out the first game of the year. Minshew came in and played really really well for six or seven games. Not as well the last three or four games of the year, but. Didn't didn't do a bad job for them. Like you said, I think they need some offensive help. Um, linemen, offensive linemen could be in the mix there uh, at 9, uh, 20. They probably take a potentially maybe either receiver or, or a defensive player. I mean, the best available guy that they think. But in big year for, for Marone and Caldwell in, in Jacksonville. You, you can't have another 6 and 10 year, or, or that'll be, they'll clean, ha- your boy, our boy Shad Khan will clean house in, 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 in America City. They'll be throwing him, throwing him uh, overboard from the hot tub corner down in. in yes, Jack- they'll be having plenty of fish and chips, the, plenty of fish and chips, as they <laughs> as they play. I think two games in London this year, um, so they're gonna it's, they're gonna be on the London circuit as well. Um, but yeah, it's a big year again. Jacksonville's just kind of a blah franchise at this point right now. They, they've shedded a ton of salary cap space with the, with the old with Campbell and Bouye and Foles being peddled out of there. So I think last year they really thought last year with Nick Foles was going to be a big year for them, but uh, very very important year in Jacksonville for Marone and Caldwell. All right, let's go to let's go to Indianapolis. The Colts, Frank Reich at the helm, seven and nine. They got the thirty fourth pick as their first pick. Remember they traded their thirteenth pick to San Francisco for DeForest Buckner, which that's that's and signed him to a huge deal. Everybody around the league thinks that's a great trade for for the for the for both teams for the Colts especially. They needed a deep, big defensive lineman. Their their other big acquisition was our boy P. Riv. Um, <laughs> the, the, got plenty of history with Frank Reich. They they re-signed Costanzo, their 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 tackle. They lost Ebron and they lost Vinatieri. So uh, again, Indy. Remember last year, folks. Indy was was throwing a major curveball late in training camp when when Luck announced he was retiring. Gave the job to Brissett. Brissett. Brissett had his moments where he played pretty good, and then he had just too many other moments where he was very average at best. So I think uh, they've still got Brissett on the roster. 
Again, that's another name to be potentially looking out for. Brissett could be a guy that could be in the mix to get traded, i.e. New England. He's got history there. He's not overly expensive to, to go to New England, so he'd be a perfect kind of guy that could go back to New England, know the offense, fit in perfectly. I don't know if Indianapolis trades him to New England within the, within the conference, but if they do, um, if they decide to make a move, New England could be a, a spot form. But Rivers would definitely be the starter in, 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 in Indianapolis. They're on the cusp. They're a team that's ready to win. So that they're they're going they're kind of going for it right here with all the free agency acquisitions and the trade for River and signing Rivers. Um, do they have enough receiver? In my opinion, I think receivers where they need to improve. Yeah, I mean Rivers and the nine kids come you know come Midwest here, but I, the uh, you know Jack Doyle is going to benefit a lot. Rivers loves to throw to the tight end. We know that from his days with. With uh, with with the milf and with uh, with uh, Gates, Gates mania, and uh, but I think uh, you know there was a they, they did a, they had a signing that's kind of uh, been under the radar for for the most part with Xavier uh, Rhodes, Xavier Rhodes from Minnesota. Yep, that guy was yep, could. was one of the premier corners in the league two three years ago, and now right. last year just really stunk it up. If he can get back to where he was, right, um, you know. That's a big signing, but but you're right though. This team was ready to win last year. A lot of a lot of people had them going to the Super Bowl, winning the yep. you know challenging the Patriots, and then Luck retires in the you know week four of the preseason, and it's like, okay, well, what do we do now? So right. I, I give them credit for for a seven and nine season when your starting quarterback hangs it up uh, right you know right, right. before the season starts a, is a big blow. But good running game, Marlon Mack, if he can stay healthy. Uh, that was that was a pedal to the pewter powers. Uh. <laughs> Definitely need another receiver to go with with T.Y. Hilton. I mean, their 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 receiving core was not was very average at best yeah. um, last year, and, and even now Hilton's still good, but he's probably more of a number two guy. I mean, he he can still make plays, and he he kind of reminds me of Emmanuel Sanders, a very very good number two, maybe not quite a number one anymore. Um, and he needs, he just needs some help. You know, you know, he needs some help at tight end. Doyle's a good player, but he's not great. Um, he's not a, you know, he's not a game breaking kind of tight end. Um, but, uh, I definitely would can see, uh, the Colts going wide receiver with that 34th pick. They got a great offensive line and they, obviously they need some more pass rush. I mean, that's why you, you got, you got Buckner, you got, a, you had a great move in a couple years ago with Darius Leonard at linebacker, but you can always use more defense there. Um, I think to me they got to go. They they go wide receiver and they go probably defensive line with yeah. their first pick or two in, the, in these first couple rounds. So, um, all right, let's move down to Houston. Billy Ob, the, the, the uh, yeah, the man with with as much eyes on him as anybody in the league these days. I mean, this guy is making making trades look making Jack McKeon um, back in the day. And you, for you baseball fans, <laughs> Trader Jack looked like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just just a pedestrian. I mean, just peddling people left and right. So, Houston ten and six. Uh, remember they they beat Buffalo in the in the uh, in the uh, wild card game in the in the remember in the divisional game up twenty four nothing in Arrowhead and shit the bed. And uh, <laughs> I mean, just you're going for it on your own thirty yard line. I mean, you don't you don't you don't go for it on fourth and fourth and one up twenty one to nothing. So they end up getting run out of the gym after all that stuff in Kansas City. So major, major questions coming out of Houston. 
DeAndre Hopkins in this kind of the blockbuster trade of the offseason. Hopkins gets traded to Arizona for David Johnson and draft picks. Um, you know, notoriously, apparently a, ter- a, ter- a bad relationship between Hopkins and O'Brien for the last year or so. You know, uh, not a good look for Deshaun Watson with all that stuff going on. They do turn around and reacquire Brandon Cooks and his $20 million salary. I mean, and, they and concussion history. Yeah, I mean, major concussion issues. They, they trade him to the Rams for a number two, which I can't believe they gave the Rams a number two pick for that guy and took $20 million bucks. You know, they they, they signed uh, Randall Cobb. They obviously acquired David Johnson. They lost. Uh, they're going to lose Carlos Hyde most likely, lose Hopkins. They're going to uh, – Miller, uh, Lamar Miller. So, they're basically running attack. is going to be David Johnson and company. Um, still need offensive line help. They, their first pick's not till the 40th pick. Um, still need offensive line, major offensive line help. They're getting a little older on defense. They, they, you know, they need, they need another pass rusher. They lost um, reader to the, yep. Bengals. Yep. So, uh, you know, this could be a, this could, this could be a, you know, Deshaun, obviously when you have Deshaun Watson, you're going to be in a lot of games, but this could be a train wreck. This could be a disaster before it's over in Houston. Yeah. And especially in that division. I mean, we just went through. You know the the Colts. We still have the Titans, who are who obviously prove that they can play uh, with Tannehill and Derrick Henry at the helm. So yeah, I, I don't I don't know what I don't know what this guy's doing. Uh, maybe he's got maybe he's got the master plan, and we're all we're all just going to be idiots at the end. But I, I don't I don't th- think that's the case. I don't think you know I'm a big David Johnson guy. I don't think David Johnson is done yet. I don't think he's worth that money, but I think he's still a pretty good back. I think he wasn't really. Uh, I don't think they really wanted him in Arizona. They they had to kind of sign him to an extension, but I don't think they were really wanting him there. So I think he's a good back, uh, and, and Deshaun Watson can make him a good, make him even better. But the receiver, you know, Fuller is a good receiver if he's healthy, but he's never healthy. Um, Cooks Cook struggles to stay healthy. I mean, and they're both and they're both healthy. speedster kind of guys. They don't they don't yeah. they're not running a lot of crossing routes. I mean, those guys are deep threats. Um, you know, yeah, and what? So. Yeah, I mean, it's, to me, it's going to be, it's either going to be, it's either going to be a six and ten kind of year, or it's going to be a, you know, that they, they might be in the mix again. Like you said, this division is very competitive. I mean, usually nine and seven, ten and six at best wins a division. So, um, the, the Bill, Bill O'Brien is going to have to either make his bed and sleep in it, or he, you know, he's going to tell everybody to go f themselves. Yeah. If uh, depending on what happens this year, because. You know they've traded a bunch of draft picks away. They traded a, a boatload for Laramie Tunsil, and they're gonna have to. They still haven't signed him yet, um, so they've got to sign him. And he's gonna, he's gonna, he pretty much has them by the balls as far as you know. They're gonna pay him top dollar, even if he's not, even if he's not worth top dollar, uh, which he's not. But he's, but he's a good player. But he, they're gonna have to pay him top of the dollar because they gave up two number ones for him and a number two. So. And you got, uh, and Watson's contract will be up too in two years. So right, and you still got to yeah. Watson's going to be a thirty-five million dollar a year guy, um, for sure. So um, be interesting. Like I said, you you could you could see that thing blow up in a hurry in Houston. Yeah. All right, let's go to Nashville. Our boy Vrabel and the Titans with with a huge run last year, the AFC title game. Remember, they were only nine and seven last year. They got the 29th pick in the draft. Uh, big, you know, the, their their key acquisition. They made the decision. They signed Tannehill before they even made a run at Brady. I, mean, I don't know whether Brady maybe told him, hey, I'm not coming, but they, they went out on a limb and they signed Tannehill like a four-year, $100 million deal. Um, they they franchise-tagged Derrick Henry for one year and like $10 million. 
some key losses for them. Tajay Sharp, Deion Lewis, their right tackle Conklin, and they lost one of their uh, veteran defensive linemen, Jarrell Casey. So uh, give give Mike Vrabel all the credit. He did made a great run, went to New England and won the game, um, went to Baltimore and upset the Ravens. I mean, great job leaning on Henry. Hard to see that Henry can just be that dominant. I mean, I, I just don't see him being that dominant. I mean, he'll be, he's, he's going to be a good player, and they're going to lean on him, but the run, the four or five game run he had at the end of last year was almost historic. So, uh, your thoughts on Tennessee with keeping Tannehill? Yeah, four years, one eighteen is what he signed for, which is pretty rich for a guy who was considered, you know, on a one year make it and break it deal, uh, or you know, prove it deal. So, uh, they signed Vic Beasley too on the defense, which was a big big signing there. They you know for for pass rushing. But I think that they're, like we said, you know, Houston. It looks like they're going the opposite way. Uh, Indianapolis is a, is a, is is going to be a really good team. So, but they they had the potential to be there. They got the running game. Vrabel is not afraid to run the ball. I, I appreciate that. A, a coach that says, "Hey, I'm going to run the ball. We're going to run, and we're you know we're going to run, but you still can't stop us." So, um, yeah. I and don't give Tannehill give Tannehill credit. He played really yeah. well last year as far as play action. I mean, he well, he did a great job. Hitting those, you know, the emergence of uh, AJ Brown, yes, uh, the, uh, Chris uh, Chris Davis is that his name? Uh, uh, yes, the, yeah. You're talk, um, what's the What's the other guy's name? The other the first round draft pick guy, the Davis last name uh, Davis. Uh, um, whatever. Yeah, I know. He uh, finally started to play ball. They, you know, the they, tight end wise, they could probably use a tight end. Um, but you know, again, the, the, the when, when you got Derrick Henry back there, you're going to see a lot of eight man boxes. Corey. There's going to be lots of play action opportunities. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Yep. Yes. There's going to be lots of play action opportunities, which means man to man coverage. AJ Brown was was a great draft pick at Ole Miss. Played great last year, so he's definitely a rising uh, wide receiver for them. Got and, your and, boy and, Humphreys. Yep, and Humphreys in the slot, and Tannehill's mobile too. That's the other thing I think they like about Tannehill's. He's he's very mobile. Arthur, they they like to run that bootleg kind of you know play action stuff that Tannehill can do that, and so. Um, you got uh, don't forget Jonu Smith is a is a really that's good right that's right yeah tight the tight end yep so yep uh, but yeah I I like I, I like what the Titans are doing and the only thing that that does concern you and, and you kind of saw it last last year against the Chiefs in the playoffs or this year actually but uh, when they get behind they, yep no there's no doubt they're gonna play close behind. they're playing close to the vest. They're not going to be a team that's going to be from behind. That's going to be able to throw the ball fifty times and and, mo- and win win the game very often. Be, that's just not their style of play. I think Vrabel's a defensive guy. Run the ball, play action, play defense, and uh, kick the good special teams and all that good stuff. So very competitive AFC South. All right, we're gonna let's 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 go to remember you listen to the Powers on Sports podcast. Um, send us any feedback you might have at, at Twitter at kick the FB kick the FB or you can. Um, email us at sportspowers at yahoo.com. Love to hear from you. But again, share this with your with your NFL friends out there. We all, you know, no matter what team you're rooting for, we're doing a, a thorough breakdown of every team. We've already done an NFC breakdown in a previous, the, the last podcast we did. We're doing the AFC today, and then we're going to do a mock draft next week. We're going to try to pick all 32 uh, picks in the first round. You know, obviously we're not, we're, we're, we're going to, you know, probably more pick the spot what what draft pick is going to go in what spot other than teams because invariably there's going to be some trades and that kind of stuff so um but we'll try to we're trying to give you a nice thorough breakdown of each team free agency and draft needs so 
Let's go AFC North, Mike. The Shake and Bake. Doing the research, I, I realized there was only one team in the AFC that changed head coaches, and that was the Cleveland Browns. Your boy, <laughs> Fat Freddy. Just the, the team wasn't... that was expected to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> win it all, baby. With Fat Freddy at the helm, just just went up in flames. And, and our boy, Freddy, back in our days in Tuscaloosa, your days in Tuscaloosa, and our days watching him on on TV with with the scruffy beard and the you know he just looked he but he looked as much the part of a head coach as uh as he as, acted uh, yes as he acted so Cleveland six and ten hire Kevin Stefanski OC from Minnesota uh, all the weapons they acquired last year uh you know Beckham you know they had all the all the, all the guys they brought in to to, to, to fortify. This offseason, a little more controlled, though they did go get another tight end. They still got Njoku, and they, they went and got Austin Hooper. They uh, signed Jack Conklin from the Titans to play tackle, which to me their, that was their weak spot was their offensive line offensively. Um, so a good move, I think. They brought in Case Keenum to be the backup to, to, to Mayfield. I think Keenum will, will try to impose some wisdom on, on, on one shake and bake to tell him to shut the hell up. <laughs> Shut up and just play quarterback and, and 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 let your let your play do the talking for the most part. I mean, the guy never had a com never had a comedy he didn't like last year. Um, two two defensive losses that are going to be significant, I think. Kirksey and Schobert, yeah. linebackers. Um, but Greg Williams has always done a pretty good job on. I think no, he's not the DC over there anymore. I'm trying to think of the D- Steve Wilkes is the DC. So uh, they were pretty decent on defense and just you know just they were just okay, but. Um, Two good two linebacker losses. They're picking tenth in the draft this year. Uh, your thoughts, Cleveland Browns? Uh, I think that they're going to be better than the, than they were last year because it's going to be hard to be worse. I mean, you got the talent there, but like we we discussed this in the NFL preview podcast last year. You can go back and listen to it. <laughs> this team, you know, a lot of talk and 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 they didn't put it together and, and actually backfired on them. I see them trading Beckham in the uh, before somewhere along the line here. I don't, I don't know if he is going to stick around there. I think, I think they trade him possibly, possibly next week. You know, during the draft, I could, I would not be surprised to see them trade him. So, uh, but they, you know, they got Chubb, Kareem Hunt still there. Um, obviously, you know, like you said, Austin Hooper is a really big pickup for him. Got but Njoku's pretty. But Njoku's pretty good. I mean, to me, yeah. there's only one football on offense. I just don't. I don't get why they keep adding all these. Offensively, well, is not the issue in my opinion. I mean, they I just got if, two minutes. One I football. I don't know if they're sold on Njoku. You know, he he missed most of the year last year. He's been hurt a lot, and 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 Stefanski. That's not his guy. Does not. You know, he he's wanting to bring in guys that he's that he wanted, and and so that's why I can see them trading Beckham and. And like you said, there's only one football. So why you got Beckham and Landry and all these tight ends and two running backs and everything? And uh, you know what did it what did it amount to? You got the tenth pick in the draft. So you're not going offense, but if you do, you're going linemen. But uh, you got you've really got holes to fill in the defense right now with with the losses at linebacker for sure. So so I, yep. I think the Browns go 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 defense and more likely linebacker. <clears throat> Yeah, and that, that Cleveland could be a team that could trade down. I could see them trading down and drafting maybe a linebacker or a or a defensive lineman late, you know, mid first round. They got the tenth pick. That's probably still going to be a potentially a good spot, maybe for a guy like Jordan, a team to trade up for Jordan Love, one of the one of the maybe the third or fourth quarterback. 
That could be a spot where somebody trades up for one of the linemen or one of the receivers. So I definitely could see Cleveland trading down in, into the first round and, and stockpiling some picks to, like you said, they need to fortify that that linebacking core and that, and that defense a little bit. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, remember Roethlisberger was out the whole year last year. Uh, our buddy Duck Hodges and, and, and Ru- Rudolph the Red Nose led, <laughs> led the crew. Uh, last year to eight and eight, got to give I got to give Tomlin a lot of credit. I mean that the, for losing Roethlisberger uh, after the first week of the year, I think after that New England game on Sunday night is when he when he blew the elbow out and it was lights out. Um, yeah, I was at Tomlin, that game. <laughs> yep, that's that's right. You were at that game. Um, I think they did a really. I mean, you know, Tomlin Tomlin definitely is a players guy, and I think he did a great job. That, that might have been one of his best coaching jobs of his career last year to get that team to eight and eight. Um, Again, they have the 49th pick as their first pick. Remember, they traded their first round pick to Miami for Fitzpatrick, who turned out to be a great acquisition. Kind of a their 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 quarterback of the defense. He was a great pick. He had numerous interceptions and fumble recoveries, and that defense was back to being that Pittsburgh defense that we knew yeah. from several years back. I mean, just the pass rush was really good with Dupree and Watt. Uh, the back end was pretty good with Minka and and the, on the DB end, and they've always had good linebackers. So. Couple big moves. They kept Bud Dupree on the franchise tag. A sneaky good move was they they signed Eric Ebron. If they get the good Ebron, that could be a really good move. And they lost uh, Hargrave, one of their defensive linemen, uh, as well. So um, with Roethlisberger coming back, it's a huge move for them. I, th- I still think they need to, you know, if they can get a, a, a another name, another place that Jameis could end up as a backup would be Pittsburgh. Because if you're the Steelers. You know what you got in Mason, and you know what you got in, in Hodges, and that you can't risk having a great team again this year with Roethlisberger back potentially, the wide receivers back, and all of a sudden Roethlisberger goes out of the, out with an injury, and you have to go back to Hodges or Rudolph. I think a guy like Jameis would be with some experience, has proven that he can win, even though he's got his issues. He's proven he can win. I think a guy like Jameis could be a good fit in Pittsburgh as a backup. Yeah, I agree. They definitely need to get a backup quarterback that's better than what they have now. <clears throat> and I think that they need another receiver. Uh, Juju showed that he cannot do it. He is not a number one. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, can he be a number one? Possibly with a with a strong number two, he might. But when the, when the focus is on him, you take away Antonio Brown and Juju just was not the guy he was the year before. So I think they need... And, I think, and, I, and I'll say part of it probably was with Hodges and Rudolph yeah, was part true. of it. But... But you're right. I think I think Juju's probably more of a one B. I mean, he's not a he's not an alpha dog for sure. Number one kind of guy gets open again. He to me he's a one B two A kind of guy. So and and I, and I wouldn't be surprised. You know, they, James Jimmy Connors. You know, serving an open uh, serving it up at the U.S. Open. Still, <laughs> still, still a good back. But yeah, is he is he is he a, a the guy? I, I, it's really kind of to be seen. You know, he had a great first year when. Bell held out, but then last year it was not as great. It was still pretty good, but uh, he has his injury issues too. So I, I think, you know, your defense is pretty solid. You've lost, you know, only lost really one or two guys. I think that you got to go offense and, 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 and build that team back up to score points like they were, you know, a couple of years ago when, when yep. the computer was going undefeated with Roethlis- Roethlisberger at the end. Because <laughs> remember, Roethlisberger's 38. You're, you probably have two to three yeah. years of him left, and you're yeah. assuming is, I mean, from all indications, his elbows his elbows healthy, but again, he's not throwing a ball yet and to practice, and you never know when a guy's that old and he's had that kind of major elbow reconstruction how how long that's going to last. Um, 
and you do have to think about quarterback of the future. The quarterback of the future is not on that roster right now, and that's why a guy like Jameis could be a guy if he if you know if you sign him to a short term one one or two year probably a one year deal, he could be a guy that you know a year or two from two years from now could be the guy leading Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know? the only thing the only thing I, I agree with that about Jameis being a backup. The only thing that worries me about Jameis um, is he had a quarterback coach that was about as good as you can get in Arians, and he still could not stop with the turnovers. Right. That's the only thing that would concern right. me about about Jameis is just the turnovers are just, you know, and, and I know Arian stuck up for him and it was, you know, no problem at all. We're going to keep doing this. But I mean, if you can't, if you can't get better under Arians, that's, that's, I don't know how, who you can get better under. So. Right. And it, you're right. It might just, it might be a, an unfixable problem, but I, you know, I just think that Pittsburgh has to know that, if something happens to Roethlisberger, especially no. this next year or so, they gotta you can't well, you can't be Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. No, and, and and as bad as like you said, as bad as the turnovers are, he's still better than those two guys, and he's yes. still going to give you a much better chance yeah. to win and get the ball in the hands of your receivers. He might get the ball in the hands of the opponent's defensive backs a lot too, but he's still going right. to get the ball in the hands of your receivers more than those right. two guys. But yeah, no no question. All right. Baltimore, John Harbaugh and the Ravens, 14-2 and two last year, 28th pick in the draft this year. Remember, they got stunned in the divisional round by Tennessee. Uh, Lamar Jackson, MVP last year. Um, everything went great, 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 and all of a sudden they sit them down in the last week of the regular season, and then they, they basically have the bye week, comes back later, three weeks later, gets stunned against Tennessee in the, in the playoffs, you know, uh, Full credit to, to uh, Harbaugh and, and Roman for re, re, reinvigorating that offense with that style of play with Lamar Jackson. Uh, they, they they're definitely Saved in a win, job. huh? Saved his job. Yep, definitely in a win that win now mode. With uh, made a couple big moves, big defensive moves in the offseason. They they went and got Calais Campbell. They went and got Derek Wolf from the Broncos. They franchised Matt Judon, one of their rush linebackers. Their their big time rush linebacker. Body by Taco Bell. What? Body by Taco Bell. I don't understand that. That's the uh, Judon's the one in the uh, Sunday Night Football when they announced their you know name in school. He said Matthew Judon, Body by Taco Bell. During very healthy, very healthy eater. Apparently, yes. Yes. The the free agent loss. They lost Michael Pierce, defensive lineman, which they've they've reinforced that with Wolf and Campbell, and then they traded uh, the Hunter. Hunter Hurst, <laughs> the uh, other hunter, the other hunter. Yes, Hunter Hurst, the first round extra tight end. They traded him to Atlanta for a draft pick. Remember, they have Mark Andrews, who's an All Pro tight end, perfect in that hey. system with Lamar. So, Hayden uh, Hayden I'm, you're right. Sorry, I'm thinking. Of, <laughs> I'm thinking of Triple H, <laughs> Hunter Hurst Helmsley. <laughs> oh God. Hey. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, Baltimore. I mean. You know, like you said, they uh, they're went they're they're going for it now, man. They have to. I mean, the, the team's fourteen and two, and you criticize about sitting and all this other stuff. You can't play Lamar Jackson with the with the first round with the first seed wrapped up. I mean, he gets hurt, and and the guy gets fired probably. So you got to play him a couple series, man. I, I agree. You got to play him a couple series, but the problem with him is you can't tell him not to run the ball around, and 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 like you said, he he could be broke by Halloween. Well, they're they're rolling with that style of play. So if you're going to roll with that style of play, you know he's going to run. So, I mean, uh, 
you, you can't protect them. I mean, that's how they that's how they got to fourteen and two by him running around like that. So, but honestly, the biggest part of that that loss was their defense just did not show up. Though I mean, right. they let Henry run all over them. They had opportunity after opportunity to get off the field, and they could not do it. So that was that was more of an issue than anything. Yeah, Lamar didn't play great, and the offense didn't play great. But um, you like what they you like what they're doing though. Really, they're they're running their their offense is really set. Their defense is really set. They don't need a lot of pieces. No, nope. the they got the best kicker in the league and Tucker. Yeah. I mean, so great great special teams. I mean, as far as kicking and punting, uh, one thing to remember: Lamar Jackson's zero and two in the playoffs. Yeah, hasn't won a playoff game. So, no matter what this guy does in the regular season, people are not gonna, you know, he's not gonna become an elite player until he wins playoff games. And yeah. and I don't care if he goes fourteen and two again. And wins another MVP. Nobody's going to care till it gets to the playoffs. I mean, this guy's gone zero and two, and last last year was a stunning upset to Tennessee. Nobody thought Tennessee was going there to win that game. No, I mean, yeah, and and, and like you said, you don't win playoff games. You, Doesn't you matter. Don't get respect, but Patrick Mahomes, you know, everybody respects Mahomes for what he did in the regular season the year before, but then what the step he took this year. And and now he is in that elite category for Lamar to get there. He's going to have to. Yep. He's going to have to probably beat Mahomes because the Chiefs are going to be right there too. So that's right. Yep. And he's going to. I mean, so big year for Lamar Jackson just from a from a reputation and a, and a earning the respect around the league from a playoff perspective. So for the Ravens. So all right. Last and not but last and least, the <laughs> the you are officially on. You you're still on the clock, Cincinnati. You have until. You have about eight nine days on the clock before you got to turn in the uh, the, the virtual uh, uh, response to the to Raj. All right, the Bungles two and fourteen. Zach Taylor at the helm. They got the first pick and they got the thirty third pick, which is the first pick of the second round of the first two. You know, if you're the if you're the Bengals, obviously Joe Burrow staring at you. Uh, key acquisitions. They they got Trey Waynes from Minnesota, which is going to help them in the de- in the defensive backfield. AJ Green's option was picked up. He's going to be back in Cincinnati for, I think it was franchise actually. Franchise, yeah. So he'll be back in Cincinnati for another year. You got Kirk Patrick, Drake or Patrick's done in Cincinnati, Eifert done, Cordy Glenn done, lots of holes in Cincinnati. You know, the, 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 the question you have to ask yourself, Cincinnati, is if you get a monster offer from the Miami Dolphins, would you consider dr- dr- going from one to five? If, you, if Miami said, "Here's four, four number one, three number ones, and a in a in a one next year," do you make that move if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, or do you or do you go with the hometown guy, the Ohio guy, Joe Burrow, coming off the the tremendous season at LSU? Uh, I mean, if 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 the Dolphins are saying, "Hey, we're going to give you the five, eighteen, twenty-six, and uh, one next, next year." Uh, two this year too. I, I I don't see how you turn something like that down. You're you are Joe Burrows is not turning that franchise around in the next year or two. That's not going to happen. I mean the, the franchise is in disarray right now. Uh, they're not just a quarterback away. That's not what they are. So I think you know look at look at the Dolphins last year. Everybody thought they should have drafted a quarterback. They stay you know uh, stood their ground. They. Went with Fitzpatrick. They ended up winning five games. How that team won five games is I'll never know. But uh, and, and and pretty much changed the outcome of the of the NFL playoffs by beating New England. So X on the sheet, by the way, on the win total for the Dolphins at four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's four and a half this year, I'll, I'll take the under. Uh, oh, for the you're talking about for the Bengals. I'm talking about yeah. for the Dolphins. I had an X. I had the Dolphins last year at four and a half. Oh. 
well, on the on the under. Yeah. No, well, if if I if I if you give me three on the on the Bengals, I'll take the under there on the futures bet at Westgate. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just don't think that they're. I don't think I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn something like that down. I don't know if this, the bank the Dolphins should do something like that. But uh, but yeah, you know, Bengals went. Well, let's assume let's assume they don't get that kind of offer. They're gonna take. They're gonna take Burrow. Right. Burrow's the home, you know. He want, you know, he's Ohio guy. I think that'd be a, it's gonna be a good PR pick. It's not gonna put a ton of. I mean, you're gonna get a few more people in the seats because you got Burrow the number one pick. But ultimately, they they need players on that team. So I mean, they, they they're they're many pieces away from being competitive um, in that, especially in this division where you got Pittsburgh and Baltimore, and then Cleveland's supposed to be good. So I, I see a long, you know, I think that's gonna be a, I'd say a long road, but it's gonna be a lengthy road for the Bengals to get back to, 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 and I think you just got to use this year to let Burrow play and develop. And again, you still got Andy, Andy Dalton. So don't be surprised if Dalton gets peddled on draft day to somebody, um, you know, he's making, he's in the last year of his contract. He ain't coming back next year. So there's, to me, there's no reason to even keep Dalton. You might as well get what you can get for him. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if AJ green, maybe not before the season starts, but He's definitely somebody I can see getting traded at the trade deadline during the year um, if he can stay healthy. He almost got traded to San Francisco last year. A lot of teams wanted him. The Patriots were involved. Um, the 49ers were involved. and But, uh, you know, A.J. Green's not not coming back there either So at the end of next year. So if you're, if you're Cincinnati, you almost want to do a reclamation project like the Dolphins. Stockpile picks for the next year or so to try to have one humongous draft maybe in 2021 or 22. And, and try to try to try to go there, but lots lots of issues in Cincinnati. All right, we're gonna wrap it up with AFC AFC West. Let's start up. Raiders are no longer the Oakland Raiders; they're now the Las Vegas Raiders officially. My buddy, the Raider, the Raider guy from Buffalo Wild Wings, is probably uh, loving it. Can't wait to get his tickets to go to Las Vegas. His name is Arian, by the way, Arian. My buddy Arian, who the yes, the nation, yes, be careful there. <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't want any no Kyle Larson accusations. <laughs> That's a bad day for him, by the way. I didn't even hear. I mean, I sounds like I know what he said, but I don't know when in what context he said it. Um, but yeah, that's not a good day for Mr. Larson today, by the way, for all yeah. you uh, NASCAR fans. They, yeah, they, they, Dale Earnhardt, they won two finish in the virtual virtual race in Talladega. <laughs> so our our Raiders are at seven and nine. Gruden's year, year three coming up. Uh, they got two number ones, the twelfth and the nineteenth pick. The nineteenth is from Chicago for Khalil Mack, the last pick there. Uh, big major acquisitions in free agency: Malik Collins, Littleton from the Rams, Mariota could be a could be a interesting player. Carl Nassib from my Bucks, as well as the old man Jason Witten at tight end. So. Uh, Mayock with a great draft last year. Him and Gruden put together a fantastic draft. Um, lots of guys contributed last year. They had Josh Jacobs. They had uh, Cleveland Farrell. They had a defensive lineman that played really good. They had a safety that was the first round safety that got hurt early, but it's going to be a really good player. So lots of uh, promising stuff out of Oakland. I mean, out of Vegas. The question is: Is Derek Carr the answer, or are they going to? Is Gruden going to make a move for one of these quarterbacks? I think he's got to make a move. I just don't see. I don't see Carr as the answer. I, I, I mean, I just don't. I don't see it. I think he's got to make a move. Um, and 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 Mayock. I mean, like you said, a great draft in his first draft. 
So uh, if there's a if there's a gem out there to find, I think Mayock can find it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them go quarterback, although they did sign Mar- Mariota. But uh, you know, that, they could be uh, they could be in the market to ship car somewhere if anybody would take him. Uh, I doubt that they would, but uh, but yeah. It, it's, it'll be interesting. They need some offense. They need some. They need some weapons on the outside, yeah. receiver wise. Yeah, receivers really weak, you know. But I mean, credit them, man. They traded. They made. They traded Cooper. They traded Mac. They got these first round picks, and then they they used them wisely. And then they they still have a pick for Mac this year. What, yep, what yep. pick is that? Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. So. Um, there's so, yeah. thought that there's thoughts that the Raiders could possibly package those two picks. Again, if a guy like Tua fell, or if a, I don't know who, if they're in love with a guy like Herbert, maybe they tr- package those two picks and and and, and Carr to, to trade up to, to maybe L.A. Chargers spot at six and take a guy like Herbert. Um, if you're the you know somebody something like that, there's again lots of speculation. But again, if you're at tw- if 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 they stay at twelve, I think receivers definitely uh, in play for them. There's again there's there's Rugs, there's uh, Judy, there's C.D. Lamb. I think one of those. I think one of those three guys is going to be in Oakland. I mean, in Las Vegas at twelve, and I think at nineteen you're going to go DB. The, the, again, they ha- they've had issues covering guys on defense the last couple of years since Gruden's been there. Um, they need DB help, and there's you know lots of talk that they're going to go DB at nineteen, and there'll, there'll be a couple of guys there at nineteen that uh, the Florida Florida defensive backs, a guy that a lot of people are talking about potentially going to Las Vegas at nineteen. Uh, you know, some. Uh, Probing questions by one Howard Stern about his uh, not not going to Las Vegas for the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> about why didn't you go to Las Vegas? And the way Brady answered the question, it sounded like they were you know they they were slightly in the mix a little bit. Um, but I got a feeling he didn't want to play for a guy like maybe not maybe not play for a guy like Groot. I don't I don't know, but um, we're sure as hell hope he we're glad he's in TB. But. Uh, <laughs> definitely quarterback's going to be on the docket. And again, this is a situation where kind of like Tennessee was last year where Carr might start the year. And if they get off to a slow start, you got a very good guy in, the, in, in relief in Mariota who could come in. His kind of guy, mobile, can move. Um, you know, from all indications, he loved Mariota when he was coming out of Oregon. If you remember when Gruden was doing those QB camps, uh, you know, he loved, he loved Mariota, um, that kind of stuff. So, very to me, that was a very good signing for them with Mariota. And, and again, the Raiders are on the rise. They may not be over the top this year, but they're coming. And I think that being in Las Vegas is going to be a help. My Bucks go to Las Vegas. Uh, I definitely think that'll be a primetime game. Uh, that'll probably be an Allen Chris special uh, or a Monday nighter potentially with uh, the Bucks coming to calling. And you never know if the finance financial situation and the and the and the job in the world gets a little better. That could be a pewter trip. You never know. So that'd be uh, <laughs> good to go. I do have relative. I do have a relative in Las Vegas, so we would have some have some housing taken care well, of already. <laughs> well, we're we're already waiting for you for uh, for you to be coming to come out with us for the for March Madness anyway. So yes, I know, I know that's coming. That's coming. Yeah, All right, let's go to let's let's go to La La Land for the. What'd you say? If we have March Madness next year, yes, I know. I was, I was supposed to go to Columbus this year to see your boy Dave, and that got blown up. I was we were going to have a Columbus Madness of of a pewter of a pewter report of, of, what, of epic magnitude. God, what a waste! What a waste! <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> all, all that this coronavirus has taken—that's that's my—that might be the worst. So. 
JP in Columbus in enemy wow. territory screaming, pull it for my Hoosiers <laughs> <laughs> in Columbus with the Buckeyes. Wow. That's a shout out to you, Dave. You, you, I was looking forward to that with Slippery Pete and Lee, the sister Lee and Slippery Pete, who likes to smoke the Chiba. It's a mania up there. <laughs> it would have been. It was. I was looking forward to that. All right, let's go to La La Land. The Chargers, Anthony Lynn and company, five and eleven. Got the sixth pick in the draft. Tyrod Taylor is apparently their answer, allegedly publicly. Um, no more P. Riv out the door. No more Bob Gordon, your buddy. No more Akun, no more Adrian Phillips. They got uh, big fat Bolaga at right tackle from the Packers. They uh, signed Chris Harris, the DB from the Broncos. They traded for Trey Turner from the from the uh, from the Panthers, and then they kept franchise tagged our buddy, our favorite, the Milf Hunter, Hunter Henry, Woe Pig Suey. So uh, <laughs> defense ready to win. The offense needs need, need you need a quarterback. I mean, that's to me that's. Uh, lots of speculation about Cam Newton coming out there potentially. Um, you know, lot there was a lot of speculation that Brady was going to be in the mix out there. I didn't think I didn't think he was going to be in the mix out there to be honest. But um, be interesting what they do. They kept Eckler. They re-signed Eckler late in the season. Um, the sixth pick in the draft. What do you what do you do? They go quarterback or do you take best available player? I think you got to take quarterback. The rest of the team's pretty much ready to win right now. The defense is great. The uh, you know the the you got a good wide good receiver. receivers, good I receivers, mean, good tight end, good tight end. So you got to get a quarterback now. Tyrod Taylor was not terrible his last year in Buffalo. He's pretty good actually, but can he can he can he lead the team? You know, I don't think he, I don't think he's the worst option in the world. But he's I think eight, eight he's eight and eight nine and seven, man, bro. That guy he is he is. But he look at look at the team he was he was taking to eight and eight nine and seven in Buffalo and the and the receivers he had around him up there. You got a whole different team down here. It's a lot better team in 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 San Diego or wherever they're at now than it was in Buffalo. That's the only thing I'm saying. I, I I'm not I'm not totally against him as a QB, but I think you got to take one even if he's the stopgap until the guys yes. ready whoever they take. So yeah, I think they need. To Sounds like. Sounds like Herbert's in the mix there, but I again, if Tua falls to them, they will take they will take Tua because oh, no to me West Coast to me West Tua on the West Coast with the Hawaiian roots and all that stuff. I think that'd be a perfect match, kind of like a you know Junior Seau kind of guy. You know he would he would definitely have that community with as far as L.A. some star power. They need star power in L.A. and you know even though Tua has not done it, his name he's got a name he's got recognition he's won championships so. Uh, if two is there at six, they definitely take him. I think uh, they might take Herbert. You know, Herbert's an Oregon guy, West Coast guy. Um, might be a, like you said, Taylor might be a stopgap. And if they don't take quarterback, they're going to sign another quarterback. And don't be surprised if Cam Newton. You know, again, he'll be somebody that 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 kind of guy, mobile, can move around. Not a great throw, not a great accurate thrower, but he. But again, that that defense is ready to win. You cannot waste another year of that defense with Bosa and and. Uh, and the uh, what's Melvin, the other? Ingram. Uh, Melvin Ingram, yep, they, they got a, again, they, they got a really good defense. Derwin James, not gr- yep, Derwin James at the back end. I mean, they're not great, but they're 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 above average on defense for sure. And like you said, you got Keenan Allen, you got Mike Williams, got Henry. You're ready to go, but you got to have a trigger man that can do the job. So uh, I just don't think Tyrod Taylor's a great thrower of the ball. Um, and in that division, when you got to deal with with Mahomes twice a year, o- uh, Vegas is coming, Denver's improved. 
I just you, you got to make a move at quarterback, in my opinion. Let's go to Denver, mile high. Vic Fangio, year two, seven and nine in 2019, 15th pick in the draft. Have they found their quarterback in Drew Locke? Played pretty well in, in, in limited action that he got to play. Uh, some good additions uh, by the Broncos in this offseason. A.J. Bouye from the from Jacksonville at corner. Bob Gordon's going to team up with uh, Lindsey in the in the backfield. They got your guy from Detroit, the, the guard. Gla- is he a guard or a center, Glasgow? I'm not uh, sure. Played he, center. Yeah, he, so he's he probably going to be the both. center out there. Uh, they lost Derek Wolf. They lost Chris Harris. But I like what Denver. I like what Denver's done. They need help on the outside. Cortland Sutton had a great year last year, uh, second year guy. But you need another guy on the other side. They traded Emmanuel Sanders at the deadline. You definitely you got the fifteenth pick. I think Denver is a no brainer. They're going wide. They're going skill player, wide receiver, first round. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, tra- after trading Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, they, they really don't have much there right now. So um, <clears throat> I think they go there. Mel, you know, they got Big Bob now. They've got plenty of running backs to go around uh, with with uh, with uh, Bob Gordon and, and Lindsey. Uh, you know, they I, th- I say that, they, you know, they got Royce Freeman there. They, they can make a trade with one of those running backs, maybe get something for for one of them. Yep. And, yep. One uh, of those three guys for sure. Yeah, they don't need all three of them. So I think Drew Locke is, is, is the quarterback there. I, I think he played well uh, up there. And if you surround him with the weapons, I think he could be really good. So, you know, besides, and they're besides, still, and they're still good on defense. They're still yeah. pretty good on defense with, uh, with, you know, obviously with Vaughn Miller and, and, and those guys on defense. I mean, so they're still come very, and Fangio's a very good defensive coordinator. He knows how to, he knows how to coach defense. Yeah. Most definitely, yeah. I think they, I think they have to go skill there uh, in the first. I, I could definitely because Court, remember Cortland Sutton's a bigger guy. I could see them going if Ruggs is there, a speedster. Um, I definitely could see. I think they're going to take whichever of the three big receivers are left: Ruggs, Judy, or uh, C.D. Lamb. Whichever one of those three is left, I think they're going to take. But you definitely need some uh, impact on the outside to, to help to help Cortland Sutton. The tight they draft. Remember they they tight uh, they drafted Fan at tight end last year. He had a pretty. He, he had yeah. some flashes of, of of good play. I mean, he wasn't great, but he had some flashes. Um, again, the offense needs to be able to complement the defense because the defense you can't you can't win games twenty to seventeen every week in that league, man. Um, yeah. You got to be able to score twenty four to thirty points on a regular basis. So, all right. Last and not least, we're going to go to the world champions, Kansas City, Andy Reid and company, twelve and four. Obviously, with the with the tremendous comeback in the Super Bowl over the 49ers, um, you know Mahomes, you got Ricky, you got uh, all the guys on offense. Thirty, they're picking thirty second in the draft. They've been pretty pretty quiet on the free agency market. They they franchise Chris Jones. They did lose Fuller at DB. I heard a stat yesterday that they've got twenty two out of their twenty four starters back this year. Signed back in the mix. They just resigned. Brashad Breland as well. They're one of their own free agents. So rarely do you see a team keep 22 out of 24 that just won the world title. So very um, difficult. <laughs> yep. And, and uh, also, I think it's going to be beneficial to 22 out of 24, especially now with no OTAs and no mini camp stuff. So everybody knows the system. Everybody knows the offense, knows the defense. Uh, you got front, you know, you, you got you got guys that are another year older. Uh, Mahomes, again, 
My question for the for the Chiefs is, what do you do? Do you believe in Damian Williams, or do you, or do you, or do you maybe get a running back somewhere? I think that again, it's a deep running back draft, especially in the middle rounds. Don't be surprised if they get a guy, a second or third round running back to pair up with Williams. Um, you know, Williams is always to me. I don't know why they don't play him more. He seems that whenever he gets a chance to play, has been pretty productive. Yeah, he, uh, for some reason, Andy Reid just doesn't like to continually give the ball to the same guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it either. But uh, I mean, really, what I mean, there's not much to say about this team. What do you, you, know, you you draft the best available player? You don't you don't really have to do much. I mean, you got the you got the Super Bowl champions coming back, so. You still need defense. I think. I think you yeah. still need. Yeah. You can still get another cornerback. I mean, you got obviously you have Tyron Matthew back there, but you need another. You need cover guys. You need. I think you're going to draft defense as much defense as you can draft. I think they're going to draft heavy defense, maybe an offense. Andy Reid always likes to draft offensive linemen, so don't be surprised if they take a lineman at 32. Um, but 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 like you, I think they take best available player. But again, uh, they're in a great position where they don't have to have. They don't have any glaring glaring needs. Um, and when you have Mahomes, that covers up a lot of your warts. Yeah, it sure does, and it did. It did this past year. So, I mean, I'm and I'm happy for Andy. I know he's had a lot of, you know, he's he's been so close so often. Finally, gets over the hump. Everybody in the league likes him. Um, so that that was a, even though the Niners blew it, the, the it was a great story. And 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 I won't say they blew it. Kansas City won the game because they went and made the plays. They had to make it late, but. Um, great comeback by Mahomes, and this is is this the start of a six or seven year run where they, maybe they win three or four championships in the next six seven years? So they still got it. They still got to get Mahomes signed. Um, he sounds like he's not the kind of guy that's going to you know going to destroy their salary cap. I mean, he's going to get his money, but he's not going to be the kind of guy. I don't think he'll be the highest paid quarterback, no doubt. Um, but that's one thing you got to be careful of is is if you pay Mahomes forty million bucks. That means you're probably going to lose two or three guys because of it. So it's a matter of does Mahomes want to take the Brady approach where I'm going to take a little less so we can keep these other guys and, and be be really good every year? Or is he going to take forty million or forty plus million dollars, which means Tyreek Tyreek Hill got it's got to go. A sneaky move that they made in the last week is they restructured Sammy Watkins' contract. So he's back. A lot of people thought he was going to be out the door because of his salary cap, but they restructured. And he's back for another year, which is he's a, he's a pretty valuable piece for them. Yeah, yeah, he was, and uh, it's for a guy that was essentially cut loose by Buffalo, um, and, and, you know, in, in all respect, was was not wanted there, and 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 for for good reason. He wasn't very good, but uh, but he, he's a great he, that that receiving core. I mean, keeping those guys together, keeping that offense together. Kelsey, every everything is yeah. vital for to keep that core together as long as you possibly can, and and not you know where like you said, they have the advantage right now. They don't have to they don't have to have these OTAs with all these new guys, and and they can do the virtual calls and play Madden and be completely fine. So, <laughs> right, they're they're in good shape. For they've sure. probably got they've probably got a one probably one more year where they can be able to keep everybody together and probably end the next year because they're gonna they're gonna have to pay Mahomes between now and the end of next year. One of those guys, either Hill, Watkins, or Kelsey, two probably two of those three guys probably got to go at the end of next year because of the salary because you still got to pay Chris Jones on defense. He's gonna command twenty million dollars. You got you know you got other guys on defense you got to pay. So this is probably gonna be the last year where all that whole crew is gonna be able to stay together. Um, 
with with Mahomes still on his on his rookie contract. So right. um, you better. T- but again, Reed has always been an innovator on offense, being able to uh, uh, find guys as far as tight ends and receivers and all that. So I don't think they'll have any they'll have any issues. But again, keeping Mahomes up and again keeping Mahomes upright. I mean, the offensive line. If you keep that guy upright, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna skewer you uh, like a surgeon. So in uh, a butcher. So. All right, well, we appreciate your listening to the AFC preview. Remember, the NFC pre, uh, review is already out. Take a, take a listen to that. Next week, we'll have the mock draft. We'll try to give you a, a first-round mock draft of what we think is going to maybe happen. Um, we were, we did get, what, two picks right last year? <laughs> yeah, Nikhil Harry, number 32. <laughs> yes, to the Patriots. So good pick there, Mike. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Mike, appreciate it. Stay healthy. Stay uh I know you got to go to work tomorrow. Keep the storms out of there. Caitlin running wild and over there in Hoover. Uh, <laughs> enjoy your uh, enjoy the week, and we'll be back in touch. We'll do the uh, we'll, we'll, end of the week. We'll hit we'll hit the mock draft as we head to the NFL draft 2020. Y'all have a great night. Thanks for listening. Take care.